you're in the Freedom Hut. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest from Buck at BuckSexton.com. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Thursday, September 2nd edition of the Buck Sexton Show here. So we find out that a majority of actual Afghan interpreters for the military were left behind. More than half of SIV or CIV holders, special immigrant visa holders, did not get evacuated from Afghanistan. But, you know, great job, Biden. Sure. The Supreme Court allows the Texas abortion ban to stand. The libs are completely freaking out about it. Florida is going to start to find businesses and schools that require vaccine proof. Joe Rogan took ivermectin and the leftist Fauciites are completely freaking out. Plus, 60 percent of people say they want masks in schools. We'll dive into that and more in just a moment. First, I love this carnivore trading testimonial. Morgan writes, I have zero time to study stock trading charts. Today, I sold the stock you highlighted for a four hundred and eighty six percent profit. Do all carnivore stock records rake in 486%? Well, of course not, but monster wins happen more than you think, which is why I follow Carnivore's advice too. Carnivore is an elite group of Wall Street traders that reveal their real-time stock trades to us, and right now, it's free. You choose. Watch your mutual funds die a slow inflation death or take control of your portfolio at Carnivore. This is where people with little to no trading experience can crush it in their spare time. Try it free for two weeks. See and mirror their trades or just watch to see how much you would have made. Visit GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK. GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Let's actually start with the Joe Rogan situation because this is, this is amazing to me, all right? Joe Rogan is the biggest podcaster in the country. That's, that's his unofficial title but he is the guy does a podcast i've actually listened to the rogan podcast a number of times and i don't really listen to very much of anyone else's work other than my own i don't have time and i don't listen to mine i just do it but rogan got covid and as you know rogan is somebody who is a huge crossover in that there are conservatives centrists and a whole lot of libs who listen to him and he has been questioning the Fauciite dogma for a while. He's been somebody who's willing to say, hold on a second. Why do we listen to this little lab coat tyrant when what he says doesn't even make sense? He's clearly politicized. And there are things he said that are just untrue that he's had to admit were not true. I mean, remember in April, May of this year, it was get the shot and you're done. Now it's get the shot. You're not done. And you're going to be getting shots forever. That's a pretty big change, isn't it? And what I've said there is just a fact. Also, the almost maniacal insistence that the CDC has to refuse to talk publicly about naturally acquired immunity just tells you that there are political considerations at work here. There is a an apparatus of control, a mechanism of power that does not want to be disturbed and just wants you to shut up and listen, peasant. And that's what is pushing so much of the CDC's, oh, don't go travel this weekend and all this other stuff that they say. It's really, really bad. I think we can all see that. We're all aware of what's going on here. Joe Rogan will actually call it out. Now, the problem that they have with all of this, what's what's really freaking the libs out on top of Rogan being willing to question Fauci uh, is that he mentioned that he has taken uh, ivermectin as well as monoclonal antibodies for his covid 
Now, monoclonal antibodies are 100% supported through the scientific literature as working. They are very helpful. Trump took it when he has COVID. Why don't you hear more about monoclonal antibodies? Well, because big pharma is not going to make as much money off of them. And because the apparatus of control cannot admit that they don't know everything, that they're wrong, and that a lot of what they're telling you isn't, in fact, best scientific practice. But beyond that, they're also just flat out lying right now about ivermectin. Uh, Ivermectin is a drug for which the uh, people who discovered it got a Nobel Prize. It was a drug on a par, many would say, with things like Uh, You know, anti-malaria pills and, you know, the discovery of penicillin uh, as it saved countless lives from a parasitic infection. And it has been taken by humans for decades. And it's a really a, a miracle drug. The morons in the media are referring to it as a horse dewormer. Okay, the morons in mainstream journal land are acting like this is crazy Human beings taking ivermectin. I took ivermectin when I had covid and I was fine. Ivermectin is a very safe, very well tolerated drug. It's like taking aspirin in terms of the safety profile. I mean, it's not something that is dangerous. There's not serious side effects for a vast majority of the people who take it. So what's the big deal? A lot of people decide, hey, well, there's still much we don't know about covid. So trying something, and I speak from experience, I took ivermectin when I had COVID and I have COVID antibodies and there's no reason for me to have to wear a mask and there's no reason for me to have to get the shot. And yet here we are. Here's from MSNBC podcast host Joe Rogan says he has COVID-19 and use ivermectin, a drug typically used on livestock that health experts have urged the public to avoid. That is reckless lies. But you'll notice that it's just about slamming Rogan and deciding to humiliate anybody who does not speak directly from the sheet of music that Fauci himself has handed out to everybody via the CDC and the NIAID, NIAID, and the NIH. You know, it's just the data, and I want to make it all better for you by ruining your life and harassing you forever. And granted, I have not said a single thing during the entire pandemic that has made your life better or safer, but here we are. The one part of this that I just never could have anticipated, honestly, and I'm, I'm mad at myself because I should have seen this coming, was how many libs out there would actually become entirely comfortable with and and accustomed to this lifestyle of COVID panic all the time. I, I believe that the liberal mindset is infused with anxiety in general because they lack purpose and they issue traditional values and they undermine things like the masculine virtues. And, you know, they, there's plenty of reasons why you could go into a mass psychological analysis of why the left is full of people who are just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I'm afraid, I'm scared, what am I going to do, what am I going to do, someone said something, I'm offended. You know, you, you just don't really have this with people who look at the world as it is, take a deep breath and know that we're all, we're all here for a finite period of time, might as well 
be a person of worth instead of running around rubbing my hands together terrified oh my gosh what am I gonna do unless Fauci says it's all okay it's unbelievable to watch how many people are completely and utterly devoted to this this panic theater stuff that we do oh and then there's the Candace Owens email I had Candace on radio recently and uh, she Look, she's she's fiery. She's a great guest. We had a lot of fun talking. Um, she was in Vail. It's a very fancy, very fancy place. And she wanted to get a covid test done. And so she wanted to get this covid test and she went to a facility where she was given this letter. And this is really disconcerting. But this is the eventual. This is the end state of the covid panic absurdity from the left and from the lockdowners that we've all been heading toward. It's from someone named Susanna Lee, and the subject is appointment cancellation notice. She writes, I've just learned this is a letter to an email to Candace Owens. I've just learned of this testing site request, and as the owner of this business, I'm going to refuse this booking and deny service. We cannot support ever anyone who has proactively worked to make this pandemic worse by spreading misinformation politicizing and discouraging the wearing of masks and actively dissuading people from receiving life-saving vaccinations. The only other local testing option is the free kiosk by City Hall. They mail their tests to Texas and have inconsistent result times. Do not take appointments so it's walk-in only midday weekdays in their back alley. Just what a bitter, shrill, nasty person this is, right? Goes on. My team and myself have worked overtime to exhaustion, unpaid and underpaid this past year, spending our own capital to ensure that our community remains protected. It would be unfair to them and the sacrifices we've all made this year to serve you, Susanna. What a horrible, horrible human being. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. And, you know, she's going to get a lot of hate mail, I'm sure. And she deserves to be told what a bad person she is. Not anything more than that. But awful, awful. And it's just indicative of the mindset here. I'm not going to let you get a COVID test because I disagree with your politics. Oh, okay. I'm just wondering when someone goes into the hospital and they have lung cancer because they've been smoking for 50 years, do doctors, is it a moral thing to do? And by the way, I, I, I don't even like this analogy because I, I don't even accept the premise that Candace was promoting COVID or making it worse for people. It's, that's all bull crap. But just, just to take it, to an extreme here for a second to make the point if a smoker goes in and says or, or somebody who's got cirrhosis of the liver who's been drinking you know 10 scotches a day for, for 30 years if they go in and say i need medical treatment would it be ethical for a doctor to say nah sorry shouldn't have been drinking all those years you're on your own that's what these psychopaths are doing that's what these lunatics these oh we're gonna beat covid if we just listen to fauci maniacs are actually pushing and it's disgusting. They are bad, immoral cowards. This is exposing a lot of people. People who lie about ivermectin as a deworming, a deworming drug for horses are liars who are being reckless. People who deny service to a political pundit, medical service, because they don't like what he or she has said are destroying our society and they're jerks. And they're wrong and it's unethical. But this is what Fauciism does to you. It turns you into a vicious little commie 
who just wants to obey all the rules because the party has all the answers. The party knows what to do. Don't ever question the party. Can't you see the commie mentality among Democrats? They don't question their own side. They don't ever say, hold on a second, what's really happening here? No, they just want the pat on the head and they want to be safe and warm and fed and be part of the herd and moo with all the other cows and bleat with all the other sheep. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they insist everyone do. And that you won't do it makes them deeply uncomfortable. That you won't do it upsets them because it creates not only a block to their ambitions of power, it makes them insecure about what a bunch of cowards they are. That's why we have to fight against this with everything we have. That's why we have to continue on to push to expose this madness wherever, wherever possible. You know, in Canada, in Ontario, uh, largest or most populous, I mean, province of Canada, uh, they had uh, protests in the streets about vax mandates. A lot of people getting out in the streets. In Europe, people are getting shot with water cannons out in the streets in Paris and Berlin, places like that, because of vax mandates here. You know, it's just people going along with it because what are you going to do? You're going to be the one person that gets thrown off the plane for not getting the mask. You're going to be the one person in New York or some of these other cities. I mean, Los Angeles is going through a legislative issue right now where they might have a, a vax passport. But Gavin Newsom knows that his fate hangs in the balance. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, that is where we are with all this right now. That is the situation as we see it. I am on Getter because big tech monitors us, censors us and deplatforms us. Conservatives have been helpless to do anything about it until now. On Getter, you can talk with friends and family and express your political beliefs without fear of Silicon Valley liberals coming after you. Join Getter, the social media platform that supports free speech and opposes cancel culture. Getter is led by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, who saw what big tech did to President Trump and decided to fight back. Getter is the fastest growing social media platform in history with over 1.6 million users and growing, including prominent conservatives like Mike Pompeo, Steve Bannon and me, Buck Sexton. Join Getter today. It's in the App Store, the Google Play Store, and at Getter.com. Longer posts, longer videos, sharper and clearer pictures. And unlike the Silicon Valley oligarchs, Getter will never sell your data. Send a message today. Join Getter. It's time to cancel cancel culture. Yeah, I think it's been, I think it's in a rough time. I think there's people that have been infected or, or have been affected all across the state. And, um, and I think it's been a really terrible thing. And I think the thing that we're trying to do is say, okay, what was not being done? Where was the gap? And the biggest gap was in the early treatment. So I am confident that there are going to be people that are now being availed of this uh, who are going to have better outcomes um, as a result of that. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, who is just telling everybody about why he has been trying to get the word out about monoclonal antibodies, which do work. They are very helpful to people who are sick with covid. But a lot of people don't even know to ask for it. There's so many different things out there, so many different theories and treatments, and people are worried about different things. They've been lied to about things. Monoclonal antibodies help. OK, President Trump himself took them. And you remember he got covid. He was out of the hospital in like 48 hours. He was fine. He took monoclonal antibodies. They're out there. You can get them but they're not pushing it as much for people because they want the vaccine regimen to be what we rely on. They don't want people to think, okay, I mean, I might get COVID. And when I do afterwards, I'll have 
better protection from natural immunity fact than I would from getting the vaccine. And beyond that, if I know to get monoclonal antibodies, if I get sick, I'll be probably fine. Right. I might be sick for a week. It might be like the flu, but I'll probably be fine. And if I'm not, you know, we all take risks in life. They don't want people to have that kind of thinking. No, it has to be our way or else you're evil. Do what we say or else we will destroy you. This is the approach that they take with all of these things. And uh, Ron DeSantis is fighting back. I mean, he is the best governor in America right now. He's doing a fabulous job. And uh, I really do hope that he becomes president one day, maybe not in the next cycle. It depends on what Trump wants to do and depends on how the party goes. But at some point, I would love to see Ron DeSantis as president of the United States. And he is taking action whereby if you have a mask mandate or a vax passport requirement in schools and businesses, they're going to start fining $5,000 per offense. Oh, yeah. Using the power of the state to defend individual rights. This is not big government. This is the purpose of government. Ron DeSantis knows this. Some other Republican governors could use a little Constitution refresher, but then again, the corporate interests have already gotten to them. Ron DeSantis is taking the right action here, and I am pleased to see it. Um, speaking of Constitution, the or the Constitution, the law in Texas about abortion has officially gone into effect as of yesterday, and the Supreme Court, by a 5-4 vote, did not put a stay on the law, right? They, there's all these desperate attempts. Please, oh my gosh, you got to stop it, you got to stop it. I mean, the, the Texas abortion lobby, what a ghoulish and horrible thing. Could you imagine if your life's work was to make sure that as many women as possible get an abortion and you think that you've done something that's good for humanity? How can any of these people have ever seen a baby and think to themselves, yeah, the abortion lobby I want to be a part of that. I want to advocate for this. I want to defend this as the only absolute right in the Constitution, even though it is absolutely 100 percent, obviously not in the Constitution in any way, shape or form. But you see so much of what we've seen in the deterioration in our society over the last 50 years comes from this one horrific decision. I mean, there's 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 Dred Scott, there's Korematsu, which put the Japanese Americans in internment camps. You know, Dred Scott, obviously, about the fugitive slave law, and now there is Roe v. Wade. These are horrifically immoral decisions made by our own Supreme Court, and it is time to undo this. I can tell you, John Roberts, the the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, who is a clear institutionalist and a coward would have gone along with the libs, the crazy abortion-loving libs on the Supreme Court, and put a stay on the Texas law. What happens now is that it's a whole lot harder to get an abortion in the state of Texas uh, because providers now know that if they go past the point of a fetal heartbeat, cardiac activity is what the libs like to call it, fetal heartbeat, uh, then they can be fined uh, $10,000. They can essentially be sued by private individuals. And it's a brilliant legal maneuver here because they can't sue the state. The state is not the one taking action against them. This law creates a giant opening for what you could consider, I guess, tortious interference with abortion. 
you can bring tort. You can bring a legal action as a as a private citizen against a provider, not the woman, a provider of an abortion. This is this is pretty brilliant legal tactics, but it's putting us on a collision course here in the Supreme Court with Roe v. Wade and with Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which are both bad law and both deeply immoral and need to be struck down. And you're going to hear the most intellectually dishonest, shrill arguments imaginable coming from people about how, oh, there's precedent. Yeah, precedent doesn't mean it never gets overturned. The court looks at things and says they were wrong and that happens and that's fine. That's all within the process. This is democracy in action in Texas. The legislature of the people of Texas and the governor elected by the people of Texas have taken an action within their state. There is no federal prohibition on this. There should never have been a federal prohibition on this under Roe. But the left knows that we're going right into the heart of, honestly, their evil and their totalitarianism. And I know that can sound a bit extreme. It's true. This has led to so much of the degradation of our society, the undermining of life, the destruction of the family, and the ability of the state to allow for the killing of those who are unwanted. How could we think we're a moral or just society while this continues? I certainly hope. I actually pray that this Texas law is replicated in other states and that by June of 2022, there will no longer be a make-believe, because that's what it is, a make-believe federal right to abort a baby in the womb. Or you can listen to the uh, brilliant legal analysis of morons like Bill de Blasio. More and more a court dominated by right-wing extremists. The Supreme Court refused to stop Texas Senate Bill 8, which is essentially almost a complete ban on abortions in the state of Texas. This is deeply troubling, and the Supreme Court, by not acting, made a very, very troubling decision that has ramifications for us here in New York for the entire country is a direct assault on the rights of women. Let's not mince words here. This will endanger the lives of women in Texas immediately. It will put women's lives in danger. It'll put women's lives in danger by having babies. I, I know it'll put babies' lives in danger and it will kill them if we don't stop this. Bill de Blasio is is a bad person. I'm not just saying I disagree with him on the tax rate or there are things that reasonable people can see differently. And I get that Bill de Blasio is an immoral, bad person. And there are a lot of them when it comes to this issue of abortion. A lot of public officials who say things that are honestly ghoulish, that are disgusting. You know, Nancy Pelosi. I'm a, I'm a devout Catholic. I'm Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, right. And Joe Biden, yeah, I'm, I'm really in the church. But, uh, you know, Joe Biden's a big, big Catholic guy. Yeah, sure. Bull crap. These people hide behind that. It's a shame. American Catholics, I got to say, calling you out on this one. Any of you who vote for the, the kind of scum that promote abortion at all nine months of a pregnancy, what are you doing? What are those Catholics thinking? I, I have to wonder. There's so many Catholics that vote Democrat. I'm looking at them saying there are churches that I've been to with priests who are basically like DNC spokespersons. And I mean, I, I talk to my parents about this sometimes. I get very upset about it. I'm like, well, what am I doing here? Being propagandized to by people who defy their own church's teaching? BLM, LGBTQ+, 
Let's talk more about open borders. This is what priests and churches in New York, Catholic priests, will talk about. But conversation for another time, I suppose. You can tell it gets me pretty annoyed. Um, oh, this was a great one. This was a great one. Uh, CNN is, and this is known, it is known, CNN is beyond parody. No question about it. But this is one of the best things I've seen in a long time. CNN, CNN piece. This is a news piece under their politics section. White, I'm reading, I'm reading to you a direct quote. I'm not, I'm not changing anything, okay? White supremacist praise of the Taliban takeover concerns U.S. officials. I, I, <laughs> think about that. Now we're supposed to be worried because some random white supremacist on the internet, on the interwebs somewhere, said something about the Taliban. We're supposed to be worried about this. Here you go. This is the CNN piece. As the United States-backed government in Afghanistan fell to the Taliban and U.S. troops raced to leave the country, white supremacist and anti-government extremists have expressed admiration for what the Taliban accomplished, a worrying development for U.S. officials who have been grappling with the threat of domestic violent extremism. That praise has also been coupled with a wave of anti-refugee sentiment from far-right groups as the U.S. and others rush to evacuate tens of thousands of people. Uh, white supremacist extremists are admiring the Taliban. And we're like, we're look, I'm not saying that there aren't some idiots somewhere on the Internet who are. But who cares? But you see, they care at CNN because this is a narrative. People read this and they go, oh, my gosh, let's not be worried about the terrorism from Al Qaeda and ISIS and and that the largest terror army in the world has billions of dollars of military equipment and that they're trying to hit us in American cities. Let's worry about the white supremacists who praise them. I mean, folks, CNN. See, remember I said Bill de Blasio, bad person. CNN, bad place. A lot of bad people work there. They're not all bad. A lot of bad people work there, though. People that are, are unethical, dishonorable, dishonest, very vain, very nasty. Uh, and no, I'm not just speaking about Jake Tapper. I mean, there's a lot of bad people who work at CNN. I'm just telling you. You already know that, though reality oh another thing that got me fired up a a poll showed that 60 percent of americans they say want kids to be masked in school and we're supposed to look at this and say okay uh i guess that means a majority wants it why why is this something that people who don't have children in school even get to weigh in on am i supposed to care that some you know childless 55-year-old woman who watches Rachel Maddow every night is, I want kids to be masked in school because it's so scary if they're not masked, those little germ machines. No, I do not care. It does not matter to me what somebody in that circumstance thinks. And, and I'm sorry, I feel like I'm just allowed to come out and get right to it and say that. Well, I guess I'm allowed to say whatever I want. But you know what I'm saying. You understand the point I'm making here. The whole thing is just, it's just outrageous. Um, that we are masking children up, that we are, this is, this is abuse. I mean, this is crazy to me that anybody allows this to happen. It's not supported by any real evidence, and it is really annoying. They're forcing a mask over your face. I mean, what if they just forced you to sit all day with, you know, a belt that was three sizes or two sizes too small on as a reminder, you know, not to eat too much? Yeah, it might not kill you, but it's really uncomfortable and it ruins your day and it has no real purpose. But these 
Psychos. Absolute psychos running on mask up the kids. They're not even masked all the time. By the way, there was a huge study out of Bangladesh that initially the mask maniacs were saying hundreds of thousands of people in different villages and uh, the, the mask maniacs are saying, see, it shows that masks work. Actually, it shows, if you really want to know, that masks work a tiny bit only if they're N95 masks that you wear all the time and somehow it only really helped people over 55 which does not even make sense. But that is where we are with this. So to say that they work, I mean, a 9% adjusted reduction in cases. So that means they're 90% ineffective. If I gave you, a, if you had a disease and I gave you a pill and I said, there's, there's a one in 10 chance this will help you. Would you and, and by the way, there are side effects. Would you be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to take it if you're going to be fine anyway? I don't think so. A 9% adjusted reduction in cases and surgical masks, they said were cloth masks, this study found were useless. Useless. This is a large scientific study designed to prove, by the way, how well masks work. And it proved that cloth masks don't do anything. Nothing. Zero. But I'm going to be getting on a plane and I'm going to be told, mask up, put on your mask. Masks make us safe. Why aren't you masking? Fauci says. People are so stupid. The Fauciites are so dumb. They're such sheep and they're so weak and cowardly. What is wrong with them? This is all so obvious now. Not obvious to them, I suppose. All right, we're going to get with... Uh, our friend producer Mark tomorrow because of all the crazy weather up here in the Northeast. We uh, couldn't get some of our folks into the studio, so I couldn't have Mark join me as he usually would to do some uh, chit chat and some roll call today. But we'll have producer Mark joining tomorrow and I will be guest hosting the uh, not guest hosting. Excuse me. I'm hosting because it's it's a co-hosted show, but I'll be hosting solo tomorrow. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. So three hours of Buck on 440 stations across the country. So please Get ready for that. Tune in for that. Let's get those ratings up, folks. And uh, if you have not already, please subscribe to uh, my Locals account. It is uh, bucksexton.locals.com. Please become a supporter. I will be putting more content up there. I know I keep saying that, but it is going to happen. And that'll be a place, a channel where we can communicate and do a lot of things. Thank you again for being here, team. Please make sure you are subscribed to the Buck Sexton podcast and Shields High.